Okay, folks, I got something a little uh, crazy today. We're going to get crazy. Going to go get some Chinese food for the family, so we're going to get crazy on the drive. So today's podcast, we might do a one take. We might do it. I don't know. We're going to see. But uh, today's concept is real simple. And it's controversial and it's probably ignorant, but I'm still going to stick with it. Today I'm going to talk about picking the person you fight with and promoting and hiring them. So, what the hell does he mean? Why would I pick someone I'm going to fight with? I don't enjoy contentious relationships. I like peace, namaste, all that good stuff. Alrighty, folks. So, what I'm trying to say is that you don't want a yes man. So, let's let's go about, what. let's describe the two different people that I'm, I'm looking at. So, a good employee or teammate or a co-partner or co-parent probably is someone that you... You know, who says yes? You know, can you pick up my son? Yes. Good wife. Good husband. You know, can you get this project done by 7 p.m. today? I know it's already 6 p.m. Is it feasible? Yes. And they find a way to get it done. That's great. You always want to have those key people, right? You want people who are going to play their position, get done what you want done, and that's it. No questions asked. It just gets done, right? I don't want to think about it. I want to delegate and get the hell out of the way. I don't want to do anything else. I want delegation, right? You want to stay in, uh, what was my boss talking The four quadrants, right? You want to be in the second quadrant. You don't want to be in the first one. So there's four quadrants, right? You know, the first one, you're kind of like, you know, it's, 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 you know, putting out fires, alarms, you come in and it's wild. You don't want to live there. You want to be a number two where you're focused on the good stuff. You know, you're getting it done. The third one, you're going to assign stuff. And the fourth one, it's, it's asinine. I'll probably do a podcast just on this. That'll be like 10 minutes long one day. Just to give you a better breakdown of the four quadrants and how I assign them all A's after going to a training. But by A's, I mean uh, they all start with an A in the name I did. So you want to make sure you get what you're doing. You're making sense. All that good stuff, right? You want to make sure it all makes sense. So if you live in the second quadrant by delegating the signing in the third quadrant, you're good to go. And the fourth one, like I said, is asinine. You want to get rid of that stuff, right? So... You need people on your team who are going to live in the delegated quadrant for you. You're going to be like, Bobby, get it done. Bobby gets it done. Dang, we love Bobby. Bobby, just he just works. Never complains, rarely takes off, only coaches kids soccer, and he comes in and he works. He doesn't, you know, he's not at the water cooler gossiping. He's just getting his job done. I love, love Bobby. Bobby's the best. You need those people on your team. You absolutely need them. But you've heard on my other podcast, I talk about weightlifting and bodybuilding and stuff like that, right? And, you know, and muscles, right? You got to stretch all your muscles, right? So your team needs to be able to stretch you as well. And this is why you want to hire the person you fight with. So the, you know, you don't want a cantankerous individual. You don't want someone who's contentious. That's not what I'm trying to say. That's not, you know, you don't want the jerk who's going to fight about everything. You don't want the guy who complains and moans and, you know, pisses and moans. My dad would say, I believe, what did my dad say? My uncle, but you get the point. Those aren't the people you necessarily want because they're not going to do anything but waste your time. You don't want to explain yourself. You want to just delegate and go on, right? But you also need the opposite of the yes man. You need the person who's going to question things when they need to be questioned and who knows the difference. They don't just question. They question when there's a reason to. They have a rationale. What they say is usually a question that creates a solution or it points out a problem no one saw so you can find a solution together. That's useful. Because you don't want the yes man for every single thing. They're just going to say yes. You need people who can think rationally and question. 
Because whether you're the boss or not, you might make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. I guarantee you you're going to make a mistake. Hell, I make mistakes. <laughs> we all make mistakes. Don't tell me you're perfect. I'm sorry. It's, there's not a person on the planet who is. And if you planned it perfectly, it's going to go awry at some point for you. Just because life throws curveballs. It's, it's, it's the nature of the business, folks. I don't care who you are, what your task is, what you're selling, what you're servicing. It doesn't matter. It's, it's just not that simple. You want it simple, then get like a 1962 Dodge Dart and order like a million dollars of the parts and get them all sent from the Back to the Future team with a DeLorean so that you never have to worry about it because there's no computer in the car. And even that's not simple. So if someone's always telling you yes, and they just say yes to tell you yes to either shut you up or because they'd rather take on more than they can handle, they're not getting the job done for you, A. And B, they're probably going to burn out if they can get it done. So you got to be careful. You get burnout too. So the guy who's always saying yes... Because he wants to impress you and he wants to just prove his might or her might or prove their, you know, the, the power they have and their commitment to the game. They can mess it all up for you as well. Or you might get in the habit of telling them to take on too much without realizing it. and You burn them out or you lose that vital resource. So that's more of a, a you problem and you have to fix it. But I'm trying to throw you all the suggestions of why you need to fire and hire based on not just the person who tells you yes, but the person who's going to tell you no. Because a good team member is going to know to say, boss, I can't do this. Or boss, we can't do this. Boss, that product will never go to market. I can show you the math here. Let's go look at my Excel spreadsheet. So that's what I'm talking about when you hire the person you fight with. Now, I was uh, I don't know how I got to this point. I was thinking about my, my the team I'm working with now because I've switched roles and the team I've had before and the people I work with and stuff like that. Here and other jobs, I realize there's a lot of people who just say yes because they, you know, you can't tell the boss no. That to me, that's ridiculous. I like to find problems because I usually find a solution while talking about the problem. I'll talk it out, and it gets in, you know, gets uh, clarified in my head. We had an issue with a service matter. I think about two years ago, I called out, and we were trying to figure out how we could do it. I had solutions, but they required you know a legal response first before we could implement what I was saying. But I came with a problem and I came with a solution or two or three. And that problem became a, you know, a foregone matter due to other circumstances since COVID and whatnot. But if your brain is looking right, you're good to go. And darn it, I think I just missed my lean. That'll learn me. See, I turned off Bluetooth. Ah, the fool. Everyone say hello to Tony, he's the fool. So where was I? Let's see. So you're gonna hire, right? We don't want a yes man that just says yes to say yes. You want someone who's thinking about the things they're doing and who's smart. You don't want the pretentious yes man who just says yes to shut you up. You don't want the guy who says yes because he thinks it's what you want to hear. You want someone who's going to say yes 95% of the time is going to say no 5% of the time. It just makes sense, folks. You can't have someone who just says yes because, you know what, if you're wrong and they say yes, you're both wrong. If you're the boss, you pay the cost, or you should. You know, you should take the hit. Why is your agent, your team member, your... The manager of the team that you manage, 10 teams of, why are they wrong for something you did? Explain that to me. Now, if you assign a task and they get it wrong, that's their fault. They didn't get clarification or they just did it wrong. Or they said yes, knowing they didn't have time. That's all on them. But if they told you yes, and you were a damn fool to make that request, there's definitely a problem on your team. So do you need good soldiers who follow orders? Yes, you do. The closer to the bottom, the more you need that and more in the middle. The closer you get to the top, you're going to have to have people who are going to get 
you know, some questioning going. They're going to have to have some rational thoughts. They're going to have to be smart about things. They can't just say yes to appease the boss. You don't appease the boss. You don't appease the client. You service the need. When I was training uh, people for sales, what we call the training advocate, I broke down the, the four parts of the call model really simply for me. And it was service the need and sell. If they're calling in to do something that you got to do, like set a service or some kind of task that you can perform, perform that task on the phone and then sell them a product they're either eligible for, et cetera, et cetera. Now, let's say that what it ends up being is that they want to um, get information on your product. You know, I, you know, your life insurance package sounds good. Your rates sound affordable. But what happens if I commit suicide? What happens if I die of COVID? What happens if I take a vaccine? What happens if 9-11 occurs again? You answer all those questions, position yourself as the expert, gain their trust, and then you complete the sale. So their need in that case was serving. At the bottom, you need people to do all that. At the top, I need people to ask some questions. I don't want drones. I don't want idiots. At least not when I'm dealing with people. I need people who can handle. And if you're going to be selling a product, you probably need the same thing, folks. I'm going to guarantee you need what I'm talking about. So we're going to come back in a minute because I'm about to hop out this automobile. And then we're going to just recap and see what's here so we can talk about it. Make some sense. All right, folks. So what was I talking about, right? Tony said to hire the jerk. It's not what I said. Tony said, get somebody who tells me yes, no matter uh, whether they can do the job or not, whether I'm right or not. No, I didn't. So there's two kinds of employees you're going to need. And what I'm trying to tell you is there's one that a lot of people don't want to hire, but they should. You got to be careful. And you got to plan. And you got to pick well. And you got to get to know your team before you hire them if possible. That's why you generally want to build a bench and hire internally. Especially the closer you get to the top, I'd argue, unless you need to shake things up dramatically. So you're going to need some yes men, right? I already said that. We already covered that. You're going to need some yes men. I need some troops to just go out, bang out the task, get it done. You know, sell 50,000 life insurance policy dollars today. I don't care if it's index universal or term. You need to sell an aggregate $50,000, and this is the percentage that you can get to within each one. Blah, blah, blah. How does that sound? Good. I'm glad you can get it done. I believe in you. Let's earn our quarterly bonus, folks. Boom. Done. That works, right? It can be done. So that's what you want to do. That's what you want to get done. You need those people. You're always going to need good soldiers. Now you also need some lieutenants and some generals, right? Lieutenant gets the sergeant of the troops rolling. Your generals, they draw up your war plans. Or you tell them an objective and they create it. And you say go to Normandy and invade Normandy right now. They say, whoa, buddy. We lost that last time. It's the same kind of war, but better technology. We're not going to win. We should do this. And they should have a solution for you. They should just make no boss. You're wrong, boss. I say you're wrong, boss. That's the way it is, boss. No, 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 no. We're not dealing with those jerks. Not what I'm trying to sell you on. You need somebody who's going to look at what you want and improve on your plan as warranted. You don't want a bunch of jerks. You don't want a bunch of idiots. You don't need that. There is literally no need for that. What you need is someone who gets it done and ask questions. The reason I was too is I know sometimes I can be a, I can come across definitely as a jerk when I'm doing stuff what's work related. Because I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to push back because if I think that my boss is wrong or I think that my boss has the wrong, I don't know, perspective on the matter or my boss isn't making sense, I'm going to let them know why. 
respectfully and with a plan, not just, oh, you're wrong. Okay, so what's the solution? Hey, speaking of, there goes a coworker. So, like I was saying, everything needs to have a plan to it. Everything needs to have some tools, some steps to it. There has to be sensibility to what I'm doing, right? So if I have a problem with what the boss wants, I have to have a solution. So I ask questions. I bring solutions. And I would like to think that in the last couple of jobs I've had, that creates value. Because I'm not just, you know, itching and moaning because I don't want to do the task. We've had people like that too. Uh, it's, you know, there's three, four people to the team, right? One's always complaining and always needs help with stuff and always wants to do stuff. And I bet you fire that person or find them a, a way to fire themselves. You're going to win. Because the other three people will figure out how to do it as a cohesive team. And that will bring you peace. It will bring you productivity. It gets headaches out your way. You're not writing them up. These are people you have to write up as opposed to, you know, just maybe you just fire them. Because, you know, it's a construction company. I'm paying you, you know, as a contractor under my contract, blah, 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 subcontract. You're just fired, bro. Get your tools and get out. I don't know. You tell me what it works like in your state and your business. But I do need some yes men. If I need the sheetrock put up, I just want the sheetrock put up. I'm going to have told you where to do it. Now, if I'm wrong and you say, boss, you cannot put up the sheetrock over the pipe until you get the final inspection per the plumber. And he told me he has not had the city come out and, you know, tag your appliance. They're going to red tag and shut us down. I want the sheetrock done today. Boss, if I put up the sheetrock over all the pipes in the electrical that has not been approved and the permit hasn't been signed off on, they're going to red tag you, fine you, and you're going to lose money and you're going to have people you can't pay. And that's going to make them go look for work. So you lose good, solid workers, plus we lose your schedule. And if you're house flipping, every day that you're holding has a holding cost. So you see how we broke it down for businesses, not just in the office like what I do currently. You need to think. You need somebody who says yes, but smart. So let's apply this to your relationships as well. Let's do something different now. I've seen guys who always tell their wives yes. And so the wife's like, oh, that's great. I get whatever I want. He treats me like a queen. I'm the apple of his eye. I am never wrong. That man's going to give himself a heart attack and get a triple mortgage on the house to give her stuff that they didn't need. There's nothing wrong with uh, taking care of your family and honoring the requests of your spouse, especially in the role, like, let's say, where you're the predominant breadwinner or you're the one that's in charge because you've agreed to that or whatever. That's all fine and dandy. However, there's a big difference between giving people what they deserve and the wants of their heart and their needs and giving them everything they want that spoils them. I have a saying I'm very fond of is that, do you eat spoiled fruit? People are like, no, I'm like, don't, don't spoil your children. You ever been to the mall and see that kid who's screaming and cursing and slapping their parents and spitting on them? I'll be damned if I'm that parent. And I know a guy who spoils his wife and it ruined his company because he would spend money. I'll give you an example. He had to order the doors first, right? And the windows, let's say, for a, a remodel in a high-end house. And the money they gave him for that, you should have ordered that. Like, that's one of the first things you order, if not the first thing when you're renovating, right? So this wasn't a flip. We were doing, we were uh, high-end renovations for a private, you know, we did private contracts. You know, it's realtors would throw us business. People saw us in the yellow pages or, you know, they heard referrals, you know, word of mouth, friend of a friend. So this guy spends all the money to buy his wife furs and diamonds and stuff that they don't even live that life yet. Ignorance. So when it came time to order the money, he needed more money. The client said yes the first and the second time, they're like, we're giving you money for stuff you should have spent the money on. What's going on? He walked off the job. They sued him for like $90,000 on a $60,000 job. 
He's also divorced, by the way, now. So you see how that didn't quite work out, did it? I'll give you another example of what he did wrong. His wife was never wrong for the most part, right? He's always, you know, he's trying to be peaceful, not fight with her. She would get speeding and red light tickets all the time and wouldn't necessarily tell him, but he was the one who was paying the bills, so he was responsible. Or she would go to court and agree to make the payment something, not tell him everything. So what happened is uh, more than once, the work vehicle was towed while we were at a site. So now you got to pay the fees, the towing fine, the storage fees. Uh, I'm not sure it is in every state, but we were in New York at this time. You know, the, the truck's running around. They find his license plate because they had little readers that like camera the point outward from the back of the front of the vehicle. Tow truck comes, puts a hook in the in the rim of this big truck, yanks it out sideways, causing paint and other damages that unless he can prove they did, they're not liable for it. Sorry for this loud Hyundai tuner crap in front of me that you're probably hearing. I'm sorry, but uh, like I said, we're doing this when I can do this. I'm not buying no fancy equipment just yet. I need a few more thousand. We passed 1,100, so thank you. So this guy... Gets his truck towed, not once, but twice, for tickets his wife accrued in her personal vehicle. And he was paying like $489 for this car that she did not need that car. They had one kid. There's never more than four people in that car. It was not needed. It was really nice. I think it was a Dodge Intrepid. Really liked that car. Big old boat. Comfortable. Huge four-door. Black. All the trim. There's another thing they did wrong. They would get everything... You know, fully pimped out from the factory. And you know what? That doesn't work. Because if he did it for him, he'll do it for her and vice versa. So they were spending money they didn't need to spend. So by spoiling his wife, he was spending money that he needed to spend that came out of his business or out of his customers. And I think I did a podcast about the guy who didn't pay me. It's the same guy. Walked away from him. I became his number one employee. And I quit when I quit. I just walked out. I was done. And you know what? It's... There's a big loss for him, I guarantee you, because when I have people like that, you train, you develop, you retain. You don't train and develop to throw them out. Now, if they're not happy, they got to go, they got to go. But, you know, there's there's different ways this, folks. It's not just like, oh, I train them, I lose them. No, no, no. That, that's, just, that's just stupid. Why would you want to train somebody to be excellent and lose them? You're literally wasting your own time and money being foolish. So, where were we now? Do you remember what's going on here? Yeah, I do. He was a yes man. And being a yes man lost him his business, or at least profit in his business, and definitely lost his marriage. So that didn't work. He always told his wife yes, and then all they had was a mess. And then they had nothing because they split. So we reviewed how the yes man doesn't help you 99% of the time in your business, whether you're flipping homes or you're running a team in an office for, let's say, life insurance sales or something like that, we reviewed how it doesn't help in your relationships and you don't need them. You should question what your spouse says. You should question what your boss says in a reasonable, respectful manner and time frame. Uh, I think I've quoted this before, but in the Bible, I think it's like Ecclesiastes 3.1 or 3.3. It's, you know, it's, it's a time for everything under the sun. It's a time for sun. is a time for rain. It's a time for death. is a time for life. I'm paraphrasing a little, but if you understand what I'm saying, I'm literally telling you that what they're saying is that there's always a time for something. There's a time to surprise your wife with a new diamond rings. When you married her, you ain't had no cash. And you want to show her her value. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But, you know, selling your tools for your business so that you can get your wife 
a diamond ring? Uh, that doesn't make sense because now you can't do certain jobs just so she can have a rock. And if you do that, your wife should probably challenge you like, bro, why are you spending money that we don't have? You should be investing in your business. You should be investing in your spouse. You should be investing in yourself. You should be wasting money. Don't buy your wife a Porsche if you can't afford the Benz. Get her the Corolla or the Camry. Here's why. The oil change on a Camry that I drive right now, for the I think it's like the top of the line one because they use the mobile one, super synthetic. It's like $70 or so, and I only need to get it done like twice a year based on the amount of driving I do, right? So that's pretty darn sweet. But, there's the big but there. If I get a Porsche, the oil change is $900 every time for the same amount of driving. So let's say it's two oil changes a year. I went from 140 to 1800 Someone should have questioned me. My wife, my friends, my boss, someone who knows making that purchase should have known I can't afford it with the income level I'm at right now. I'm not saying your employee should question you about your purchases. But if you have an employee who's a, a CPA on the side, you want to bounce ideas off them. And now that's totally relevant to the business. I get it. Yeah, Tony, you're just going on a ramble now. You're being pedantic. Sure, go ahead and think that way. Listen and look at all the different examples I'm giving you. All the permutations of how this can work out and what it literally means for you and your business, your relationship, and the different kind of businesses. When I have a painter, I want them to paint. I don't want them asking questions unless they're looking at the amount of gallons I bought of that red special order that I can only use on this one house because I don't need it anywhere else. They should ask, Bo, hey, bro, this is Bobby. Remember me? You love my work. You're telling me to order 250 gallons. No, I said get 50 containers. Yes, boss, but they're five apiece. What are you talking about? Just get 50 buckets of paint. Sir, respectfully. 50 times 5 is 250. You're going to have 250 gallons when we only need five gallons. I just want to make sure the math. I don't want you to spend the money because you can't use it nowhere else. Damn, bro, you rock. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you for that error catch. This is exactly why I keep hiring you back and forth. One day we're going to sit down and talk about maybe you handling all my contracts going forward and maybe we put something on paper that makes it a little more uh, equitable and wonderful for all of us. So you see how that works, folks? You see how it can work? Because Bobby could have been the jerk and said, you know what? Screw the boss. The boss wants an order? That's his money. That's his problem. I told him what he wanted. He wanted me to say yes. I said yes. He just wants to do what he tells me to shut the hell up. So I shut the hell up. See, right there, you've already got a problem in your team you didn't see. Tony, you said Bobby was a subcontractor and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but if you're going to do work with people, better to work with the same people repeatedly. It's going to make your life so much easier, I guarantee you. So much better. You want to work with the same people all the time that you know get results and that you mesh well with. So if me and Bobby always get the flips done on time, there's something to that. Maybe I don't want Bobby running his own business. Maybe I make him a junior partner and give him a piece of the pie rather than give him a check. Maybe Bobby doesn't want that. Maybe Bobby does. Maybe Bobby's a yes man to his wife, but not to me. And she wants him to bring home some steady bacon so she can feel comfortable. You see how all this plays out? You see all these permutation folks? There's tons of stuff going on. So to close it out, because we're going to do two parts of this one. You need the yes men. 
that say yes and get it done without burning themselves out, wasting your resource, or just telling you yes when it should have been a no. Yes, you need that, I guarantee you. What you don't need, I already told you. What you really need are the people who question as warranted. Hire the person you're going to fight with. And I'm going to say it again. Hire the person you fight with because you get a little closer to the top, you're going to need that. They're looking at it from a different reason. If they respect you and you respect them and each other's opinions and you're on the same page or the same goals, what you're going to get out of that questioning is valuable. Now, me, I hate being wrong. I don't like being told I'm wrong. I'll be honest. I, but that's because more I, I always try to make sure I do the right thing. And it, yeah, it's, it's part ego. I'm, I'm still, I can be a jerk. I'm human. I'll admit it. But if I measure twice, I only have to cut once. So the odds of me being wrong drop dramatically. Unless I'm misunderstanding or something didn't make sense or I measured wrong both times. But if I have a legitimate concern, I will bring it to my boss. If they ask why we can't get do, do something, I'll tell them the reasons we can't do it. And I'll also know what I'm trying to get done and what I would love to see happen. It's guaranteed to make things better for you doing it that way. Maybe you're scared to question your boss. Well, do you know your boss? Let's put his employee side real quick. Does your boss value your opinion? Does your boss care about your opinion? Does your boss care about anyone's opinion? Do you hate your job? Do you hate your pay grade? Because if you're questioning because you hate the job and it's making you become a prick, part of my language, you probably need to leave. If your boss is a prick or he's that guy um, from Office Space, a um, Lombard, I think the boss's name, you know, it's a, uh, yeah, if you could get those TPS reports done by four, that'd be good. You don't want that either because he's just hammering you about reports that you do that are methodical and annoying and you hate them. And he probably hates them too, but I think in that movie he was driving a Porsche. <laughs> so Lombard's methods, while I don't approve of, obviously we're working for him. But if you've seen the movie, the company's plot to rob the company, uh, the employees plot to rob the company because they can't stand the boss, the task, etc., etc. So if you want some idiots who just do what they're told, pay them a decent enough ways that they stay long enough, and if they always hire their replace, they always train the people who replace them so you don't have to do the work. Or create a process where if someone walks out, you have a system ready to train the next person with a minimal amount of time out of your hands that wastes almost no time for you. So you got to think about it, folks. What are you going to do in all those situations? So the, like I said, if you're an employee and you hate your boss because of the system, what am I always talking about? Climb the ladder or buy the ladder. That's it. Those are your options. You don't have any other options, folks. Unless you enjoy being a wage slave. And that is what you will be, is a wage slave. Sorry, I almost... Uh, had a, another camera that just swerved. Dang, they hit me because they're being irrelevant. Irreverent? No, that's the wrong word. I'm not I'm not a god or whatever. They're just being reckless. So you see the, the, the lack of benefits you get there because you hear my ignorance while I'm driving. But I would also argue that my uh, my little niche foolishness can be a, a tool because some of you have told me you like the fact that I'm just a regular guy doing this on the fly. So let's close it out. Build your team right. Could have been the, you know the name of this podcast or what kind of people you need on your team or the elements of a good team or who to fire. So you're going to fire the guy who tells you yes for no reason. You're going to fire the guy who hates working there because he's leaving anyway. Get rid of him. Make it easy for him to quit. Help him find another job. Okay, man, that's a little too much work, but you get the point. There has to be a reason and a rationale to what you're doing. You don't want to waste time with idiots, folks. I, I guarantee you it's not worth your time. Stop being foolish.
Think about what you're doing. Make solid choices. Hire the person who's going to fight with you. Because if they're fighting for your job survival, better yet, if they're fighting for their job in your business, they're fighting for your business. That's akin to Robert Kiyosaki. I think uh, he said that the dollars were like little soldiers. And you want those soldiers to go out and fight the war of making you more money. If you hire the guy who's willing to fight with you about stuff that's going to save your business and build your business, and they want to stay and they want to grow, and maybe they're looking to climb the ladder, or maybe you, they're looking to think of, see if you'll give them a piece of the ladder, and realistically you know that's possible, you hired properly. Don't fire that person. Now, if it's just a contentious jerk who fights with everybody because he's drunk all night and he comes into work and his stomach hurts and he forgot his Mylanta... And he doesn't see the value in what you're saying because he doesn't care because he's just working to pay his bills because he hates life. Yeah, you hired wrong. <laughs> Unless he became that person he was to begin with, but you probably hired wrong. Know your people. Know who to hire, know who to fire. Know what you need. We can go to that podcast too. Know the type of employee you need. So we talked about the quadrants you want to live in minorly. We'll talk about another podcast. We've talked about the type of yes men there is, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We've talked about the person who's going to ask you questions and the real value there is in that and the place where there isn't value in that. So I hope you walked away with some value here because, uh, you know, I'm not trying to record these for no purpose. I'm trying to give you game. You know, Jay-Z did it for $9.99 on that 444 album. Right now I'm doing it free and, uh, you know, the I enjoy what I'm doing and, you know, it does get paid by the advertising. So thank you for listening, folks. I do appreciate you. And thank you to the people who put me over 1100 which... While it's a very uh, small number, it's not dismal or abysmal to me because when I look at the time I put into this versus the process of it and what I enjoy, it's, it's pretty good for me so far. But we're going to figure out some strategies because I need to monetize this better. I can tell you that. And as I figure out the strategies, I will teach them to you. So we're going to get there. Don't worry about that. As I improve at this, I will teach you how to improve similarly, which is why I try to use examples for office businesses, relationships, contracting real estate i want you to see that what i'm saying can apply almost anywhere so hopefully if you find value you're going to share this with people and if you don't find value i would love even more for you to tell me why i'm an idiot a fool uh, a digital redneck whatever you want to call me and call me out i would love that it'll make my life better it'll make my podcast better and the people who actually want to hear it will get something better out of this so let me know Appreciate everything y'all do by listening and commenting and sharing. If you're looking for more, it's Tony at Change in Advance. The website is changeinadvance.com. So it's Tony at changeinadvance.com. My website for my blog says uh, when I used to write, and that was on there before I got to this verbal uh, assault I do on your ears, it was changeinadvance.com. So it's Tony at changeinadvance.com. On Instagram, we're Pedagogy of the Fresh. That's with a P. Pedagogy of the Fresh. So that's that one. On Twitter, we are Change in Advance, straight up. TikTok, I don't even know if I still have videos there. And YouTube, you can look for Change in Advance. You're going to see random videos like stuff I've bought or uh, everyday carry equipment you know, I got gifted or, you know, like how you can plan for hurricanes, stuff like that, because you do need to plan for everything. I'll probably do something about that on a podcast I live in Florida, just because if you're prepared, you're going to take less hits, and that'll help your business. It'll help your finances, and you know, stuff like that. So we'll get into all that again another day. So like I said, Tony at Change in Advance, for all your comments, requests, 
and verbal threats. Hey, did that rhyme? Am I a rapper? I think I am. Have a great one, folks. Hope you found value. See you on the next one.